guys, this is Thor, episode 22. So we're finally going to be talking about Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker. So this is the final film in the sequel trilogy by Disney. I'm joined by Z, fellow Rep Knight, producer, and my right-hand man. Z, say hi to everyone. Hello, everyone, all you Jedi freaks out there. Welcome to the House of Rep. Brilliant. So it's great to um, do another one with you, bro. Now, let's talk about Star Wars. So Star Wars, we talked about uh, The Last Jedi, we talked about mm-hmm. The Force Awakens. We talked about the things that they did wrong with this wait, franchise. Wait, wait. Have we got any midichlorians up in here? No. <laughs> We're midichlorian free, bro. So, oh, um, good, good, good. going to, like, you know, just touching on the lore, right? Yeah. It was a sort of like a phenomenal thing, the original ones. Like, what the way they've touched so many people over the years. Also, just generally from a filmmaker's point of view, these are practical films that emulate that kind of classic Errol Flynn kind of squash-buckling, you know, Akira Kurosawa stuff, because, you know, George Lucas borrowed heavily from those things to create his own yeah. his own franchise, so Samurais and, you know, Warriors and things like that. Uh, when they came to do the sequel trilogy and they announced JJ as the director, I was a little bit sort of like had mixed feelings about it because number one, I like JJ as a director. Don't get me wrong, he's very competent, but sometimes he does too many kind of gimmicky things like with flair and you know other stuff. But when he works with Dan Mindel and this kind of magic team of um, filmmakers, he's able to create scale that studios want. And that, as a filmmaker, I am able to achieve too. If I was at, the, at that level, um, that kind of scale, that's always what I would strive for. A very clean, very beautiful spectacle kind of look. Now, he's always been a Star Wars fan more than a Star Trek fan. So after he nailed Star Trek for Paramount and he reinvigorated the franchise for them, um, bringing Kirk and the OG crew back to the screen, um, he sort of said, I'm kind of done with it, you know? I felt that that was a little bit, you know, in my opinion, uh, a bit kind of wrong. You know, you get what I mean? Like, it's kind of like, here's Star Wars. Um, I've always loved yeah. Star Wars. I never liked Star Trek. I didn't like that. You know, how yeah. can you how can you not love something that you that you directed that that just doesn't didn't make any sense i don't know if he was misquoted or he was just you know desperate to try and make disney happy or something but that was the problem with the first you know like the inkling that something wasn't right and then you know when the trailer dropped of the first film and then they obviously everything that happened um i still feel that adam driver was poorly miscast he doesn't have the the look you know or the kind of like you know, push to play this kind of character or Kylo Ren. Yeah, there are times yeah, yeah. where he's just kind of looking and he's not actually emoting anything. So he's like a very wooden dude. Do you get what I'm trying to say? Yeah, so, course, yeah. so that's a problem. I think Daisy's a much more competent actress. She's very good as Ray. I think Ray, Finn, and Poe are very interesting and good casting choices. They're new characters. You know, so it was fresh. And I loved how the old cast were in it, but I felt that you did a huge dishonor and a disrespect to them, in my opinion. There's so many things that I could have done, and I could have converted them into kind of sage-style kind of warriors who have already been there and done that, and retired, and kind of let themselves kind of sort of be forgotten in history, you know, as, as legends, but they're not active yeah. anymore. So, Leia could have established the parliament, you know, the senate again. She could have become yeah. the chancellor for a while and then retired to raise her kids, you know? Mm. 
Um, Han well, and her wasn't had... It, wasn't it the case originally that you had the Jurassic Park director uh, who was going to do the film, and then yeah. I believe from the backlash that happened with The Last Jedi, he kind of bailed on it or something? No, no, no. There's, there's, uh, there's a lot of deep stuff about what happened to Colin Trevor. He got hurt a lot about this. I, re I read a lot about this. So, okay, let's set this up for people who don't already know. And if yeah. you do know already, then you're going to want to hear this anyway, because um, the film was supposed to be called Duel of the Fates. Yeah, so they were going to actually give it the name based on the original score that John Williams did for um, episode, episode one. one. It was supposed to be sort of like coming full circle with the trilogy. So it started at episode mm -hmm. one. It was going to end on Duel of the Fates because the Sith will finally be vanquished. Now, in those script notes... Ray has Luke's outfit, so she wears it to honor him. So that's number one. She took his kyber crystal and she constructed a new lightsaber, which is out of her um, pike, you know, her rod kind of thing that she has, her little kind of um, battle uh, staff that she's been using yeah. throughout the trilogy. That became her double-edged lightsaber. So that was amazing. So number one, we'd have the first time we'd have a Jedi with a double-bladed lightsaber, you know, on the light side. So that was number one. That would have been amazing. Um, she does a lot of stuff in the film that's very reminiscent of Return of the Jedi, where she's kind of like more of a dark Jedi, you know, like kind of rogue and stuff. And yeah. Kylo Ren in that version was irredeemable. So he had furthered his studies into the Sith, and he had met a master who had trained Palpatine, who was still alive. He was like some slug-like character. So he was deep in the dark side of the Force and, you know, oh, Kylo right, Ren okay. learned more stuff. And also, the Knights of Ren had more of a part to play. So the people, you would see them and they would do more stuff. And then you would understand why he mustered them and made that team. So that's, um, th those are, there's a lot of things in there that are better. Also, like Husk, um, sorry, no, Hux. Hux has a much better character arc than he has in this film. Um, yeah. so basically instead of him just getting shot, spoiler alert guys, if you haven't seen Rise of Skywalker, but I doubt anyone that on the earth hasn't seen it yet, you know? <laughs> so basically when Hux gets shot by, um, Richard E. Grant's character, uh, I've forgotten his name, but basically the Hux committed suicide because he failed, you know? So he did uh -huh. a kind of Grand Admiral Thorn kind of thing. Um, so, so there, there was that. And everything kind of collapsed on itself because Kylo had his own interests with the Sith. He wasn't really too interested in the First Order or something like that after. So there were some bits in that there that were really cool. Um, but they're yeah. still floppy bits because Luke was still a ghost. Um, some of the elements of Luke being a ghost and can tangibly kind of like fight were kind of kept in Rise of Skywalker, where he catches his lightsaber being thrown into the fire and, you know, things like that. So there's a lot of there's a lot of things I have a problem with. Like, let's set up what they did, and let's yeah. set up what Colin would have done. So Colin would have talked about, like, the little kid. He would have talked about, you know, the stuff that Rianne Johnson kind of set up. It wasn't going to backpedal or, you know... Um, say anything different about that kind of stuff. That stuff was going to be canon. Right. So uh, there was a lot of things like Finn, Poe and everyone, they do different things in in the new film. They have di different kind of adventures and stuff. And, yeah. um, you know, there's a lot of missed 
opportunities that I'll touch into. I'll tell people my vision of what I would yeah. have done. So this is how I would have fixed their Star Wars film. But first I'm going to talk about how Colin Trevor left. So Colin Trevor had conflict with Kathleen Kennedy, right, and uh, the other people. So Laura's casting and people who were um thing and this wasn't the, a the sort big, of like big wigs of yeah this Star wasn't Wars like a conflict time. where he was like you know what banging his head you know shouting at them they had a lot of creative conflict and it was a similar thing that happened on Solo and I and I still think that Solo would have been a much better film if the um the original guys had directed it you know the guys who did Spider Verse. Um, they would have. Yeah. They would have done. A, I'm not saying Ron Howard's a bad director. He's amazing. So he competently shot um, Solo, and Solo's an alright film, but it's alright. You get what I mean? It just. Yeah. It's okay, and it could have been better for a Han Solo film. There could have been more squashbuckling, more smuggling, more more stuff. You know, it just felt very safe, and and almost felt like a series kind of um, a movie turned into a feature when they could have just made it into a television series for Disney Plus or something. You know, then they would have yeah. had time to breathe. You know, you could have... I mean, it feels like it needs it needed another season to find out what Darth Maul was doing, you know, what the gangs were doing, why, um, you know, how was Han doing? You know, members like the Black Sun could have appeared. There could have been a Wicked Swoopback chase. You know, things yeah, like that. Yeah, There's yeah. so many things that are just wasted that the Mandalorian the tends to do. happened in Mando... Yeah. Basically, what they could have done. Yeah. So, Man Mandalorian is just a far better project because it just has time to breathe and time to do its thing. So that's what's really good about it. So, Rianne's backlash on Last of Jedi created a fear in them. Um, the Rianne Johnson stuff with Colin, he was trying to basically, you know, like jump off of that. That's created problems for him, so he walked off of it. Then when yeah. JJ came back, JJ was trying to fix what he originally wanted to do because he just wanted to keep it within himself and his team. So that was his kind of insular way of thinking because he instantly regretted it. I remember he did Force Awakens and then he was like, no, I shouldn't have let Rianne do it. I shouldn't have said no. I should have, I should have done it. You know, and I think that if he had done all three, then we would have had something more cohesive. But still, what they've been writing and the scripts that they've been doing are really kind of the hit and miss, you know, with the law. Yeah, they're very, they're very hammy. Yeah. So number one, let's, 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 um, let's talk about the story now. Bringing Palpatine back, in my opinion, kind of pisses on Vader's redemption a little. Well, the film, the film starts off with kind of finding that little yeah, together. visually that bit's impressive. He's killing these Sith cultists who worship Vader, who are trying to reclaim their planet, um, a part of Mustafar that's inhabitable. So what they've done basically is they've come to Mustafar and they've they're like prospectors or kind of um, settlers. So right. the background is is that they've settled on Mustafar near Vader's castle and they're protecting it because they kind of worship Vader, and at the same time they're trying to turn it into their own thing. But then Kylo just comes and wipes them out. You know, because they're just in his way. I don't know if it's an anger thing or maybe because they warned him not to kind of enter the atmosphere or something. So yeah. he just sends a squadron with himself and just starts whooping them. And then he finds this this um, this special holocron. Yeah, it's like a holocron. Like they call it the Wayfinder, but it looks like a Jedi holocron. And that right. thing allows him to travel through a few weird kind of maelstroms and, you know, strange uh, wormhole kind of hyperspace stuff until he can get to this ancient Sith planet called Exegol. 
Now, I don't know if they view Sith alchemy or just as a, a regular degradation of the planet, but the planet is just one giant dark storm gloomy kind of moon of a planet where there's these ancient rocks and stuff it kind of looks like Korriban but more blue so where Korriban yeah. has that kind of Mars look and I believe Yoda went to Korriban in the Clone Wars series when they were wrapping up the series the first time I haven't seen the new um Clone Wars revival where which it completes the other you know like the un uh unrealized ideas you know, but when the show originally got cancelled and they were wrapping it up, Yoda went to Korriban and he actually met right. some like Sith ghosts or something. So, um, in this, they talk about Exegol, which we've never heard about. And this apparently is like the Sith homeworld, you know, their base. And then Palpatine, with all those kind of weird kind of Sith priests and worshippers, have some has somehow brought himself back where he's kind of created a clone body for himself. And he's able to inhabit his soul within the body, but it's degrading. So the body is degraded. That's what they don't explain. It's like a husky kind of thing that needs a kind of life support system to run and stuff. And then the stupidest thing is when they said he created Snoke. So Snoke is basically supposed to be some kind of a puppet he created that could do stuff, but he's just some like weird malformed clone. So they're trying to say that all those scars and all that, that kind of damage he has to his body... Um, is to do with the weird process of how he was made, you know, and stuff. And I always yeah, thought that Luke got, funny, got him. There's a funny sequence where he's, like, walking through, you know, what looks like um, the collector's little um, keep room. That yeah, it reminded me that... With yeah, it reminded me of that a lot, bro. Yeah, it reminded me of that a lot. And what I don't like is is that, you know, these back-to-tanks and, um, you know, these kind of clone tubes, they weren't fully realized. I mean, I had some amazing ideas where, like, um, you know, Palpatine brought himself back, but then he brought, like, what is, like, husks of, like, Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon, but they're evil. So they're not yeah. really Qui-Gon and, and Obi-Wan. And it, that would have been wicked. You know, like, um, so they're, like, beating up Luke. And then yeah. there's a there's a there's a clone of because he wants to make his own kind of Sith army of like the best people. So basically, he's been studying and taking people's DNA, and he wants to build this new Jedi, like not Jedi army, the Sith army with the best people that he thought were uh, challenges to him as their slaves. So you've got yeah. Anakin there, and then Anakin's body is empty, but Anakin, through the Force, wills himself back into the body. You know, so then there would have been this amazing scene where there was this bearded Anakin, you know, like who's the clone with Hayden Christensen returning and then him and back to back with his dad, you know, and <laughs> that would have been like one of the most amazing <laughs> moments on film. And this is like one of the short kind of ideas I had, like I had Palpatine young. So what we did is we got Ian McDermott back, but we had a body double play him. Um, and then what we did is we de-aged him. So it was yeah. it was Ian's performance. But, and with all that kind of, like, snarling and, you know, his wicked kind of, like, you know, stuff that, you know, when he was, yeah, when he was young, Shift Palpatine. So all of that, but uh, basically, he he can fight. So the guy can fight, and he's, like, you know, taking Luke on. And Luke and Ray are trying to take him on together, but then everyone comes to help him. So he takes out that evil Qui-Gon, he takes out yeah. that evil Obi-Wan, but with the ghost it, of Obi-Wan it, it helping him. Yeah, exactly. You know those, yeah, you know those classic kind of Sith pokes. I call them. He does all yeah, these kind of yeah, Sith yeah. pokes where he kind of tries to poke I you. I mean, it's just so reminiscent when you see him 
when I when, when I, I reminisce when I first saw like episode three, mm. and that was the first time we got a chance to see uh, Palpatine actually fight with a lightsaber. Yeah, that was cool. I was like, this is badass, and then yeah. the whole sequence is kind of like because he I, like I, takes out. I really hated that. Like, Kit gets killed. Kit Fisto is, like, so good. And then, uh, um, Eeth Koth, the other dude, or, yeah. or, I don't know if it's Eeth Koth anymore. I think Eeth Koth died. But this guy's a different dude. But this, yeah. they, they just get, they die in such quick ways. And they're Jedi Masters. So that's stupid. I mean, they did the same thing where, like you're saying, you know, they had, like, a, a really talented stuntman do the maneuvers with mm. Sam Jackson mm. and the lightsaber choreography, and they did that. They did that kind of early version of like deep faking, where they kind of CGI'd his yeah. face on top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that was so one funny. of the. That was that's one the one great thing about episode three is, is that it started that, and then we'll be doing separate House of Reps about the prequel trilogy and going into yeah. them in detail. Um, and same thing we'll we'll do with the other films I was mentioning before. Um, you know, and even Mandalorian and, you know, the other things like Solo and stuff, we'll, we'll be doing separate House of Reps on those. But um, they missed a big opportunity with Star Wars to have the original guys go, oh, shit, stuff's stirring up again, but we're kind of old now. You know, we can't really do much, right? You know, the, the mind is willing, but the body can't do it no more. So Ray yeah. and stuff, like, you know, Ray should have already been some kind of failing graduate or prospect who reminded Luke of what he used to be, you know? Yeah. And then he helps her become one of the greatest Jedis of the new generation. So the new yeah. order is then in the future led by her. And then you could still could have done that Finn stuff. But I feel that Finn and her should have ended up together because I could tell that he was he was feeling her. So they should have ended up together and had new forced children. Then they built a new temple. And then he should have been force sensitive because he fought at the start yeah. and that arc was never fully realized. Instead, he's doing a space horse battle where he's riding on star destroyers with horses. And then he's just kind of being a kind of militia general. Like he's having that return of the Jedi kind of um, moment that Han had, you know, yeah. Do you get what I mean? where they have to take something out. So that's a trope. That's a throwback to return of the Jedi. And then Lando being back as well. Now let's just focus on Lando for a second. You wasted Billy D. Williams. He it's just Lando. You had him come back at, in a kind of spy way, you know, like so he looked like he was in Return of the Jedi. He was playing like some kind of a I thought, I thought that that was a bad introduction for Lando. Like it's, Yeah. Okay, I get the idea that Lando is a great chameleon within the underworld of of the uh, universe of Star Wars, mm, but mm. I don't see the need to rehash that idea from Return of the Jedi. That, just that's a big mistake. Necessary. That's a big mistake. He should have been. He should have gone back to doing what he did best, and that's being some kind of a guy who, like, he reclaimed Cloud City or something, you know. And yeah, then when they needed help, he came with a fleet or something. Bit, before we see Lando, where she's like training with the lightsaber. Yeah, and that that looks like that 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 looked kind of like it was on Yavin. You know, but that was cool. Yeah, so I thought she was, was back on Yavin cool. and she was going to train with Leia in the Masasa's Temple. What they've tried to do, right, is because of, um, you know, uh, Carrie, Fisher, uh, Carrie Fisher's sad passing. Um, and she was a phenomenal actress. May she rest in peace. The um, They tried to use body doubles and other things to kind of yeah. fill the void. And unused scenes with um, with Carrie, like unused reactions and stuff. So so that's that's tying his hands creatively. 
number one because he's limited by what footage he can do and how much he can do that uncanny valley stuff without um dishonoring her her memory then you got um we'll we'll get on to that bit later on in the film where obviously there's that part but yeah carry on yeah no, anyway, yeah, so like we were saying, um, there's a lot of things that they've done wrong. Like, they've grounded Poe. He doesn't really do any Starfire stuff much until the end. You get what I mean? So they've tried to give him this stupid backstory that he used to run Spice. They've basically tried to, tried to convert his character into Han, you know? Yeah. When he wasn't Han, he was like the Wedge Luke. You kind of get what I mean? Yeah. So, so that's stupid. Yeah, there's a I mean, lot of things. The, the, let's go on to the bit just after they meet Lando and they're going back. Some of some of those some of the some of those bit, bit some of those bits are really nice. Like the culture, that place kind of looked like some nice festival was going on. I love it when they show that kind of stuff, like the culture of Star Wars, and they do all that wicked prop design, and the kids were laughing and stuff, and they, you know, it looked happy. And that's what Jedi wants yeah, to happen. Yeah, a bit like um, that sequence in Thor Ragnarok where they're worshipping the Hulk. Yeah, so that was all fun. And then um, uh, after that, they are trying to find this guy who was a, a Jedi killer? What was he? He was called the Jedi killer, right? Jedi it's hunter. Something like that. There's that bit basically where she's on the, she's on the other desert planet where they're meeting. Uh, she has to go face-to-face with Kylo and his uh, infiltrator. Is that the right bit, I think? And then after that is the bit with the kidnapping. There's a bit, basically, when they when they realize that Palpatine has returned because Palpatine sent a broadcast to everyone. So he has this new fleet called the Sith Fleet. So what he's yeah, been doing is he's been that, building... That bit is very strange, like, how he managed to amass so many bloody goofy ships. It looks like a freaking... He looks like a cartoon megalomaniac. It's very that, strange. That bit, it look, that bit looks really stupid and over the top as well, but they've used Infinity repeating with the CGI to make multiple, inter, uh, inter, I think, were they Interceptor classes or whatever they are, but they're the, yeah. traditional, they're the traditional Star Destroyer, the classic Star Destroyer. And I'm like, why are you making the classic Star Destroyer when Kylo Ren's Star Destroyer and the other Super Dreadnought were amazing? Why doesn't he have yeah. like some kind of... Thing called the Emperor's Fist or something. And I mean, some... this, is, this is the thing that Disney have a problem with. They had that similar problem, although it wasn't overly done, when they did it in um, Winter Soldier, where they had the three mega... Uh, what are they Helicarriers. Uh, Helicarriers. But that was cool, because you know, they were basically... Cool because there's only three. Yeah. You know, not like 20,000 up in the sky and taking up all of what, the space. What... What I wanted him to do is he should have had a Star Destroyer... He should have had Star Destroyer lasers built in... I mean, like, first of all, you had Starkiller Base, which was like this, you know, giant planet that they had hollowed out. So where did they get the resources for that? Then they yeah, destroyed... I really don't like um, the Star Wars creativity when they're just measuring sizes of their, uh, should I say, their power. Mm. And, you know, where they kind of exaggerate too far into the kind of realm of unrealism. Like, all, all of them totally just repeat. Unrealistic. They all repeat like, the, the old stuff, of, though. Time, it wouldn't make any sense in that span of time, like whether it be 30 years or 20 years, 
why somebody would take on a, imagine the dude who's like <laughs> the architect you need to I feel like making a short about that these, these dudes you know who are the dudes who actually build this shit you know yeah exactly I mean you've got those dudes chanting over there yeah. in the corner doing their fucking choir practice the Sith, Sith guys yeah. They're not they're not materializing those ships. Somebody's actually physically building these for sure. What what they were saying is that they use slave labor in a generational kind of thing. So what they had is they have people who worship Palpatine and they're yeah. under his kind of like um grip of the dark side. Um once they're under his shadow and they've kind of given in to him, it's their children's children's children who are building this thing over the last right. decade or so. So they've been building Starship. And that's why they're all the same traditional Star Destroyer. But, then, but I mean, it's just strange. to what you just said, it's a good point because you're saying that it's generational, but there mm. is no evidence of that generational feeling in this film, unfortunately. Yeah. It feels very detached from the um, prequel trilogy and the original trilogy. Mm. And that is the main problem with the film. There are, there are a lot of problems where... What I what I hated the most is is that when when Ray could have channeled and Ben could have channeled something they should have channeled everyone who had ever been screwed over by Palpatine. Someone did an amazing fan edit where they where they thought of my idea. I, I thought of the same thing as them where all the ghosts of everyone would come. So there was a show yeah, car, yeah, yeah. there was Anakin, and they were all in their prime, and they all channeled their force energy through Ray. So they all could have just raised their hands, and some light could have come. You could have just had day play contracts with. Hayden and everyone, but Hayden Hayden could have said something wicked to Palpatine, where Palpatine looks at him with this fear in his eyes, and he goes, you know, um, you really think that I would let you get away with this, you know, or something. It would have been yeah, so yeah, wicked, yeah, yeah, yeah. because after everything that Hayden done, he was one of the most powerful people. Like, somebody was saying that originally, yeah, like, a lot of rumors were going around that, that Ray was supposed to be a reincarnation of Hayden. Like another okay. chosen one, they were gonna kind of go down that matrix route, but there's been lots of different ones. So, so she would have been a new generation, and like she's force sensitive. They did this silly thing, like about how both of them are a dyad in the force, and Palpatine has always known that the Skywalker and Palpatine families have always been very strong in the force, and they're connected in some way generationally. Now they've opened right. up this thing where I could do something in the High Republic era, where Palpatine's ancestor and another Skywalker were buddies. Do you know? You get yeah. what I mean? And they were both Jedi's, maybe. And then when Shiv yeah. was born, he became corrupt because of something maybe his grandfather did. You know, a mistake he made or something. So there's there's something that you could do there. There's a lot of fertile territory there where... I mean, one time I planned with you guys, like, you know, if I ever did a Star Wars series, I would have one in the High Republic, which I call the Old Republic era. You know, so I would have an Old Republic era where Exar Kun, you know, all those people would be fully realized on film. And you'd have all these kind of corrupted Jedi and these, like, ancient Siths and stuff fighting. And the Mandalorian War would happen. And then you would have New Republic stuff. So Luke's time, where you're fighting Remnant um, Empire stuff. And they were back-to-back, -back, those shows. You know? Yeah, and yeah, so that yeah. so that would have been I mean, really wicked. Yeah, I mean, that would be really cool. I mean, let's go back to the sequence on the desert planet. I think it's called... Um... Pasana or Pasina or something like okay, that. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I mean that 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 sequence has some good bits in it. I like I like the CGI in the chase, the mm. kind of like speeder chase that mm. they have. Yeah, that was uh, cool. I mean, the other bit that I liked as well was when um, at the start, um, yeah. 
uh, they go on that ship, remember? Like, and they're in the sorry, not in the ship. They go on the Falcon, and they have that ice yeah, bit the where they meet that really cool guy, and the guy's giving them info, and he's like, "Give this to Leia," and he's like, "How can we help you?" And he goes, "Win the war," and I and I like that guy. He just sounded really cool, and then they cut his head off. You know, they killed him. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's how he finds out where they were going, isn't it? Well, yeah, he does, like, Tyler does some sort of that force thingy, Majigi. Uh, that kind of force um, bond thing, isn't it? Yeah. Or something. That's why he finds find out. out. Yeah. Then he sends the Knights of Ren to that, to that place, Basana, isn't it? You know? Basana, yeah, 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 yeah. And then, obviously, that sequence happens where she kind of confronts him, and then she's running like a crazy yeah. uh, biathlete uh, running down the, the desert. Yeah. I don't know how she's getting speed in the desert, because you can't really run that fast in the desert. Anyway. I don't think that bit visually is really nice, though. But I think yeah, it's a bit yeah, silly I mean, that he's trying to run her down with a... Is why is he, why is he like, trying to... Why is he trying to run her down with a TIE Fighter? I think that's really stupid. I don't know. It's a very odd, odd technique. Also, why why is he trying to run her down? Why does he just blast her? I mean, can she deflect a a a starship? You know, blast that would have made her go flying. I know. Yeah. So it's just really that. there for show, not really there for go. Kind of like you know, there's no well, kind of. Honest, if she was a smart enough Jedi, she could have done that bounce back trick he does in the Force Awakens, where he stops that. Uh, blast at the start of Force Awakens. Yeah, so so that's interesting. He has he has the ability to halt blaster bolts, but he like energy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's a lot. Of, there's a lot of weird things in there. Also, the controls of his starship are weird. What do you do exactly with those two things that you push forward? Like, how do you go back know, and how do you turn? Yeah, but how do you turn that thing? I don't know. Maybe it works backwards. So you pull back to go up, you pull forward to go down, and then I guess you go left and right to kind of, you know, barrel roll the ship, maybe? maybe yeah, 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 something like that. So it's like free-flowing. I mean, she, she does some weird string-assisted backflip. That looks terrible. Over. That's the worst that bit of it. really odd. Like, Why didn't she do a proper Sonic-like flip so the lightsaber's spinning, you know? Yeah. That would have looked wicked. She spins really fast. I mean, what yeah, about if yeah, she did a wicked like Psycho Crusher? She, time it yeah, something. it would have been so cool if she jumped and then she force pushed and you saw her the pushing off or something. The problem with that shot is is that yeah. she's moving way too slow yeah. and the shot being ramped and slowed down for greater effect yeah. in, the, in the film to show that she can jump over a physical object mm. even though the physical object is coming at her at speed. But she's able to so slow time down. You can see the kind of technique that the JJ and the editors tried to do but it just doesn't look quite well choreographed. It's that kind of technique that uh, sometimes Western cinema doesn't quite get. And it's kind of come from like stuff like, you know, Hong Kong cinema and stuff, mm. you know, with Half the Flying Dragons and that kind of yeah, Chinese yeah, yeah. techniques of like string assisted action and stunts. Yeah. House of Flying Dragons, uh, now that's a movie you just triggered my memory of that visually you know Zhang Yimou that film yeah. he's an amazing director that guy yeah but yeah. I mean for instance in that film it serves a purpose because it's more fantastical yeah and more fantasy um, in it like you know magical and but that's mystical. what they say this is though Star Wars is fantasy it's so it's humans who can do extra stuff that, right but compared to like what you've seen before like you know backflips and mm. flips and stuff that mm. you know Ray Park in the prequel trilogy when he's Darth Maul mm. it's still believable you know you can still see him do a physical flip and it's achievable it's not 
like kind of like pull up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It felt winched. And... You get, I know what you mean. There's the weight to her. You know, it doesn't look right. Like the weight and the way she's being winched and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So then, and then the funniest bit happens afterwards. So obviously he crashes his ship. Yeah. But the first thing was with the snake, innit? it? That weird snake that they found underground, right? Kind of rolls across the desert. Yeah. And then somehow, in a stupid plot point, the Knights of Ren get the the doozy on on the crew. Yeah. And then they arrest them all with the troopers, like the clone troopers. How did they? How did they get the jump on Chewie, man? Like Chewie's so strong. Well, I. They should have had they should have had a scene, yeah, where Chewie just was whipping them. Like, why did they always weaken Chewie? Yeah, they seem to nerf. Why do they nerf, nerf Chewie when he can rip people's arms off? So stormtroopers can't shoot for shit. Yeah, but they can sneak up on you really well and arrest you. I don't understand I don't that. That was I really stupid. It. And the Knights <laughs> of Ren power levels are are weird. They're supposed to be these badasses with all these weapons and stuff. Like, this is the problem that I have with JJ's stuff. He creates really visually impressive things. And he creates threads with characters like Knights of Ren, this and that. Yeah. But you never, they never fully realize they're like MacGuffins, you know, like, they or something. Are, oh, don't tell me. Wait, 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 wait. We're going to go on to the biggest fucking MacGuffin in a minute. Don't yeah. worry. Yeah. Let's talk about this dagger as well. So this dagger no, no, apparently... No, no, yeah, no, yeah. I want to talk about that sequence. That yeah. I especially want to talk about the stupidest sequence in this entire film. What, the bit where they're doing the tug of war on the ship? Yes, the, the, the tug of war on the ship. Okay. So, like, Ray basically tries the, to pull the, the ship. The, obviously the lightning bolt bit as well. Where she, does, she, where she conjures force lightning because she can't control herself. Yeah. Yeah, so that's a bit stupid, isn't it? And she thinks she kills Chewie. <laughs> I thought that was silly. <laughs> I was like, this this sequence is so stupid. It makes no bloody sense. Yeah. Like at all. Yeah. Okay. So it's like, first of all, we get the MacGuffin. Um, that okay, they're having this tug of war against. Uh, are they having a tug of war against the ship, or are they having a tug of war against the lightsaber? <laughs> Um, no, that happened in, in Last Jedi. So in this one, they're oh, doing yeah, it against okay, so the they ship. Did the, they did the lightsaber tug of war, yeah. the power, power struggle, let's call it, yeah. in Last Jedi. And then they repeat that bullshit mm. in this film again. Like, why are you repeating that again? We've mm. already seen that before. Mm. For them, it's supposed you know, to be like their anger and their connection, you know, brings know, out the darkness like in her. It's not like they're fucking five-year-olds, are they? Yeah, they're like fine over toys or something, right? Exactly, yeah. So... They kind of like try and bow over this. Um, is it is it the ship the the kind of T sixteen kind of hopper ship that's trying to take off? It's some kind of troop. It's a troop transport style dropship that was in Force Awakens. You know the one that Finn was in at the start, yeah, the one yeah, that kind yeah, of drops yeah. people. It's like one of those. It's like a troop transport. Like a prisoner ship. Yeah, I think it kind of replaces yeah. the Lambda shuttle. You know, like yeah, yeah. they split the design of the Lambda shuttle into two designs. So like Kylo's got his own shuttle, and then um they've got they've got that one, the troop transport one. But they look like they're all based on that design. So they're like newer versions of those ships. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So they're doing this back and forth, and then does does she conjure the thing? Do you remember the sequence? Um, she she grabs it and they're doing a tug of war and then she channels some of her dark energy and then the lightning takes out the ship, which is very interesting right. that force lightning can do that because that's a new thing that we've never seen force lightning do. We didn't know force lightning could take our ships. 
Yeah, see, so that's that's what I find weird. Like, I thought that Force Lightning was very much, like, energy-based from all the stuff we had seen in Episode 3. Yeah, I thought it just affects humans. You could you could use it yeah, to hurt individuals. I, I didn't really think it was uh, effect. Obviously, it's lightning. Yeah. So, what they're trying to say is that it has some properties in terms of, you know, heat and... And it did something to the ship to set something off, like hit the fuel like or something. And power, mm. so that it could affect something metallic. Obviously, mm. that's a metal object flying up into the sky. Mm. And anything that's conductive is going to react to that anyway. Yeah. Let's talk also about this guy called um, Ochi. So Ochi was yeah, a Jedi was hunter. Good, but also I find it really annoying that... One, one more thing I wanted to add to that sequence was how annoying John mm. Boyega gets. Yeah. Um, just shouting Ray's name every single time. Like, Ray, 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 It's funny, isn't it? It's like... It's like, it's like really strange. Why did they make him like, like this whining dude? And what was that thing he was going to... What was that thing he was going to say to her? Was he going to tell her he loves her or something? He was going to say something before they fell into that giant snake pit. And that's yeah. another weird sequence. Do you think that force healing bit is cool? Because that's the first time we see force healing on screen. Uh, yeah, who do they do the force healing on? Um, she heals the snake by transferring a bit of her life force to um, to the snake, which then sets up that thing later where where Kylo gives uh, Ray his life force, and then <laughs> that bit makes it laugh. We'll come to that in a minute. minute for yeah, sure. yeah, that bit's stupid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, so she kind of like overacts in that sequence when yeah. Chewie dies. I think it's a bit silly, mm. or you know, the imposed. Yeah. Uh, MacGuffin bullshit writing of JJ where he mm. like kills a character but he's not really fucking dead. Again, I mean, the MacGuffin in it. Like same bullshit in Mission Impossible 3 and that was hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> what did he do in Mission Impossible 3? Oh, when he looked where, like he killed where, the Mission you know, Monhouse like character. Film, he starts off with that yeah, 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 kind of yeah, sequence yeah. where he thinks that, you know, yeah. his wife is dead, uh, Julie M- is dead. MI3, yeah, people really like, but to me. afterwards near the. Yeah, Julia is not dead, isn't it? It was um, Baha Somnique. She got killed. Yeah, yeah. exactly. She played uh, that guy, Davian, Owen Davian's aide, attaché yeah. or something. So, so that's what his filmmaking creates a problem. It's um, one-dimensional right now. Yeah, so he's kind of like, you know, he, he, he falls back on classic tropes that he feels safe with. Uh, yeah. Number one, that he's already set up but he, and he thinks are going to switch up the franchise. So he made this mistake with, like, Into Darkness too. Like, Into Darkness's setup and plot is wicked about how they aggressively expanded space after the attack by the Romulans, the, the Federation, and they became more militarized as a result. But two, they found Khan's ship instead of Kirk finding it. Um, and then so what they did is they recruited Khan, but then they changed his identity. What they never made clear, though, is that they changed him from an Indian dude to a white dude. And I thought that out was yeah. stupid. Like Benedict, don't get me wrong, he's an amazing actor. But there were Indian actors out there who could have really been con. Hell, I could have fucking done it. Well, do you get what I mean? Um, but like, you know, you could have at least hired some kind of a dude, like you know, yeah, to play yeah, him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is D. Yeah. So I thought that that was a mistake. Yeah. So um, let's go on to the the what's his name? Oji. Yeah, Ochi. This guy Ochi is supposed to be a Jedi, uh, Jedi hunter, and this is who right. Luke and Holanda were trying to find on this place before. 
And then he ended up falling down and dying. Maybe got eaten by the snake. I don't know. But he killed Ray's parents, so she never gets revenge for their for 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 um their death, which I thought was stupid. Yeah, because there's a sequence where you kind of see like a weird flashback of them getting killed or something. Yeah, because basically they dropped her off at Thingy to be with that guy, you know, and they they escaped, yeah, but he the, chased the, them. What was the planet she was on? Um, Jakku. Uh, Jakku, yeah, Jakku. Yeah. Jakku. Yeah. Jakku. <laughs> yeah. So, so basically, they dropped her off because apparently he's the son or... Was it the son of Palpatine had a kid? And I'm like, when did pa- yeah, who did Palpatine... Like uh, who, who did Palpatine like... hook up with? Yeah, I don't know. This is the, this is the weird thing that is the biggest flaw with Rise of the Skywalker, this episode 9 film. Mm. It's the relation that they're saying of her character and totally throwing her character under the bus. Yeah. Like, you know, she started off so well with that mystery and that ambiguity. I really wanted um, her to be Luke's abandoned door. You know? I wanted her to be Luke's abandoned door that he didn't know about. He had like a he had some kind of a relationship with someone, like another Jedi lady. She left the order because she she just needed to do something, and then she ended up giving birth to Ray. But then she got killed by Palpatine or something, you know, yeah, or or, yeah, yeah, or yeah, yeah. Um, Snoke. And then when Luke found out, Luke almost succumbed to the dark side, and he freaking lightsaber or axed him right in the head. Do you get what I mean? But he survived. <laughs> And that's yeah. what that massive kind of like screwed up face is about. Like, that's why he's like got a turnip like head. Face. <laughs> that's that's why Snoke's got that giant turnip head. You know, it's like that's a weird looking potato head. You know, he just looks like a potato dude, like all messed up. Like you know, yeah, I don't know yeah, what's yeah. happened. I mean, to it. I mean, the sequence after that is quite good. I, the one thing that I did like about Rise of Skywalker is that you gave. Uh, C-3PO, who can be quite an annoying character, a decent little arc that was uh, cool yeah i like that he had like that hidden sith language but then that also creates continuity errors with anakin creating him why would he have locks in place anakin wouldn't have put those locks in would he he wouldn't have known unless he's uh, well it would have probably come to a point where he got some software update yeah. From the Republic that told oh, him, uh, um, Bale did it, it when Bale upgraded him. him yeah, but then, then again, you could actually justify that by saying that Anakin actually cobbled him together from different uh, protocol droids that were broken, you know? So, yeah. so C-3PO is a product of, um, you know, like a few other pieces to make who 3PO is. And then when Amidala got him, she upgraded him. You know, and then well, when maybe, Bale took ownership of him. Maybe it was just him. the fact that C-3PO had a, a B-Lord or some shit, and they had to yeah. um, constitute his fucking software. I don't know, man. Maybe. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> yeah. So, then they find out that they've got to find this other... Oh, yeah. He had a... He had a he, uh, C-3PO had a blue screen of death, and then he yeah. kind of, like... He got the red, he got double red rings. He got Xbox style double red rings in his eyes when he <laughs> yeah. did, and they formatted him. You know, when that little guy, I like that, that guy, Bobba. Yeah, that little character is great. He's nice, he? that guy. Yeah. I also uh, like, Bob, um, Bobu yeah, Babu Frick or something his name was, yeah, right? Yeah, something like that. But the other lady, I've forgotten her name, but you know, um, Carrie, um, I've forgotten her name. You know, that actress from Honey, I Shrunk the Kid, Carrie Russell. Honey, I blew up the kid. Remember when we were kids, we saw her? 
she yeah, she yeah, played yeah, that yeah, kid's yeah. boy uh, girlfriend. But you know, she was in some other shit show called Felicity with JJ. Like, but she then she was in MI three where she died. Remember, as that chick, like his protege Lindsay. Yeah. So the she comes back in this as some kind of like um, bounty hunter kind of warrior that that used to be Thingy's girlfriend or something. Pose. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't really like that bit. Yeah. Um, I think that sequence is a bit. Well, it's okay. Well, Kajimi looks wicked, doesn't it? Yeah. Overrun by the Empire, so it's the same old Star Wars trope about yeah. oppression and stuff like that. Yeah. But her character, I mean, why are we not seeing her face? I mean, we need mm. to. You see her eyes a bit, in it, but. It's a bit silly, in it? No, you like, don't really see her face because it's stuck behind that kind of like gold-tinted mm. chrome dome of a helmet. Yeah. She kind of reminds me of that... I hate the shit, but they use the decoy. Zam Wizzle, in it, kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, Like yeah, some yeah. mercenary chick surviving in the wilds, you know? Yeah. And like yeah. you said before, they kind of like twist post character arc mm. into the weird smuggler when mm. he, we haven't even seen him smuggle anything in the entire... Yeah. Trilogy and this, yeah. this trilogy. Strange. Um, it's really strange. The, the highlight of the sequence is obviously when they go to the droid smith mm. and they gotta extract the, the text from C3PO's memory. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. But obviously, that bit is quite good. The, the bit where he actually turns kind of like Sith like and red eyed mm. is quite nice because yeah. he's like speaking some language. Yeah, he he sounds like he's got that old automated computer voice, the kind of base computer voice that all yeah. protocol droids have, probably based on that original software. You know, the bit where Kylo kind of informs her that she's Palpatine's daughter is a bit weird as well. You know, yeah, and then I don't get like how why he's the one who to have to tell her that. Yeah, and then you know when Finn and Poe get saved by General Hawk, I'm the spy, and they're like, I knew it, and they're like trying to force all this comedy into it. It was just like so stupid, and he's like, shoot me in the leg. Yeah, and... but it's really stupid because yeah. you've left out the biggest plot point, which is like from see they've left lots of stupid bits out from. The previous film, which is the last Jedi, like the Benicio del Toro's character is like totally written off his arc about the revenge. They should have got. They should have got. Finn should have got revenge on him. Yeah, straight up. Yeah, at the start of the film, he should have been hiding somewhere on some island, and then he gets bombed by Finn or something. (laughs) Finn literally drops a proton bomb on him while he's drinking iced tea like that Saddam Hussein spoof in Hot Shots where he's drinking in the chair and the the bomb falls on him. (laughs) That's so funny, that bit, where Charlie Sheen does that in Hot Shots Part 1. That that film is hilarious, man. That feels so funny. That is just such a <laughs> such a send up, man. It just takes the piss out of everything. Top Gun. I can't remember what else it takes the piss out, but that film. There's Hot Shots One, Hot Shots Part Two are just classics. I like the second one the most. The second one's the best because it just makes fun of Rambo and stuff and all these other films. We'll do House of Rep on that. That one's really fun. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> there's there's one really nice sequence. Um, I'm not sure where it happens in the film because I've kind of can't quite remember the exact point where it happens, but where they have that flashback about Luke and Leia. I thought that oh, was that was cool. That de-aging kind of fight. She talks about yeah, it, right, with him. That was awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought that yeah. was really nicely done. Yeah, that they were training on, um, it looked like on Endor or something, innit? Or maybe it on Yavin. Endor. Yeah, it looked a bit yeah. like Endor. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that was cool. I think, um, I think late um, Carrie Fisher's daughter, Billy, um, doubled for her for that scene. Okay. You know, and then they cool. mapped her face on it, so she did all that stuff with some other yeah. guy playing Luke. Um, yeah, you know that other bit where she goes on by sea to the other Death Star to find the Wayfinder? That's really interesting, too, that the Wayfinder crashed on that planet. Yeah, but again, that sequence suffers from, like, goofy bits. Like, again, Finn shouting like a crazy maniac again. On the other side. She, she force-pushes him away. He's like, Ugh. Yeah, and that bit where she's, like, dying, she calls out to Kylo through the Force, distracting him. Um, That's right, yeah. You know, Leia, and then she dies, and then ba basically he gets stabbed, but he's thinking about his mom's death. I mean, he tried to do pat uh, uh, patricide before, though, when he tried to blow her out of the into space. So now suddenly he's, like, concerned about his mom. I mean, obviously he would have a deeper connection to his mother because she gave birth to him, but, you know, that bit's a bit weird. And then she kind of leaves him there in the that, water they have a crap lightsaber fight by the way two yeah obviously there's the han solo bit as well yeah but the han you know the 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 the, the lightsaber fights in the in this film are crap you know they're yeah, like proper they proper like, budget even the, even the bit with the water yeah it's supposed to look like grandiose and stuff yeah when he walks through it it looks really messy at the same time it would have been wicked if he ran through it right it would have been wicked if he ran through it with this rage and then he force yeah. pushes the water into her like a thunderous kind of blast. And then she gets kind of thrown back. And then she backflips to avoid his, his blade. She gets clipped a little on the on the shoulder. You know, like, they, they should have had a little bit more it's of a not, kind it's of... It's not like that sequence. The, a better fight example with war is the scene in Aquaman near the end. Yeah. I mean, Aquaman does that final fight so brilliantly. And visually, it looks so impressive. They're very exactly. good. I mean, the cinematography, don't get me wrong, the cinematography, the look of the film is amazing. Disney always have great cinematography in their movies. You know, they have the budget to make everything look clean. Um, but then, you know, the other bit, the other bit is really weird when he has his, um, where he has a conversation with his dad. So it's kind of like not really a forced ghost to Han, um, which is a bit weird, but it's also kind of like a memory and then he redeems himself. So that's a bit yeah, weird, that, isn't it? that's odd, yeah. So, so they've never really fully kind of made sense about who Kylo is. He's not really a Sith, and he's not really a Jedi, so he's more like a Dark Jedi, I guess. They never really made that clear. He wasn't a Sith Lord, you know, because he was against um, uh, against Palpatine. You know, he was trying to do... Because he didn't want to be, like, Palpatine's uh, right-hand kind of cahoot. You get what I mean? Yeah, I mean, also, like... When we start getting into the, like, kind of final battle at Exegol, mm. it's, like, really slow, mm. the whole build-up. Mm. Like, okay, Rey is exiling herself. She has that conversation, like you said, with Luke's Force Ghost, and he does his hoo-ha with the tangibility of his powers and stuff like that. Mm. And then the film kind of slows down in a weird sense. I don't know if it's because of the death of Carrie Fisher, but it, it takes a long time to kind of get back up to speed. And I don't mm. understand why all these people will start to come and help the resistance when mm. they didn't bother to do it in the previous film. Uh, yeah, it was really strange because, like, number one, he she goes back to Octo, right? Which is yeah, that really Octo. weird pl planet where Luke's just been kind of like, uh, was living like a bum. Um, yeah. Then she meets Luke's Force Spirit, and then 
um, he tells her to go and fight Palpatine, then he's like good again. He's the Luke that we know, not the bomb Luke and the depression. Do you get what I mean? Yeah. So he gives a Leia's lightsaber, yeah, and then he pulls his X-wing out of the water, and his X-wing still works. So yeah. she goes to Exegol and Luke's fire using yeah, that wayfinder, right. and then that's how she gets to to Exegol. And then oh. basically, you know. Um, that's when Palpatine gets kind of mad. He's like, well, uh, set up one of my super lasers, uh, Star Destroyers, and, you know, go to Kijimi and blow up. You know, you get what I'm trying to say. So they go to Kijimi, and then, so there's two things going on. Like, there's some weird stuff going on. Like, they're going to go to Kijimi to blow it up. Um, Ray tells R2 where she is. The Resistance, they go to Exegol to try and help her. So then she goes down there, and she meets Palpatine and confronts him. And then she, he's like, oh, you got to kill me so that my yeah, spirit can a, go into you. this is the stupidest bit. It's just like, you know when they said, oh, the the books and all the graphic novels and um, any of that material as non-canical, mm. and now we're going to do our own bullshit with the sequel trilogy. Mm. Uh, look at what they've gone and done. They've just gone and done, like, taken the worst ideas from all that material and pushed it into this movie which yeah. is borderlining on like three hours almost mm. Mm -hmm. it's horrible like he says he plainly says like oh like you know hit me with your rhythm stick and fucking I'll <laughs> my soul I'll my soul into you yeah and I'll be all powerful man <laughs> you have to beat me at a at a game of beat saber and then yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm basically gonna be inside you or something. <laughs> that bit, that bit where she has that force, force vision against that other um, bendable lighter, but that's another toy gimmick, right? That oh, yeah, that he did, right? I, mean, she, I remember that bit as well. Yeah, that's kind of interesting. That would have been her fully too powered. It's too kind of like throwback into Empire, isn't it? Yeah, that was that was supposed to be the cave kind of cave scene. Where she yeah, was supposed to fight. Passage for Rey. Yeah, so that that's like the bit where he goes into the cave and then he kills Vader, but then Vader is him, like what he could be. Yeah, that's right. Or yeah, he could become Vader. Yeah. yeah, it was sort of like a double message, like Vader's your dad, that, and you could that, be Vader. That, that message is so much more poignant than the Rey sequence because all she does is she shows up in a in a hood, a mm. black hood, and then swings her dazzling looking toy. Which is a, a double-edged lightsaber that breaks in the middle. Yeah. And I think that's about it. She doesn't. She does. She actually fight herself or nothing like that. She does kind of like basically her lightsaber can grab another lightsaber and pull it away. It's kind of like designed to catch a lightsaber or something. You yeah. know, something weird like that, so she can overpower someone. Because, like, technically, if someone came at you, you could grab it, then untwist the other bit, then come over yourself, and then cut that person's forearm off. That's how I would use it. You know, so if someone came at me, I'd scissor it. I call it like the scissor saber. So basically, they would come at me and I'd scissor their blade in between. And while that blade's locked, I would open it back up, but then I would twist and kind of arch myself. Then I'd be cutting off that person's forearm before they have a chance to retaliate because they have one weapon. I've got, yeah, that's right. I've got two yeah. blades. So, you know. Also, uh, in, in, in conjunction, that sequence is happening with all the ships turning up, isn't it, behind mm. the Vulcan? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so that a lot, there's a lot of messy stuff happening at the same time. There's supposed that, to be that kind of A and B 
story. So you've got the battle on Exegol against yeah. Palpatine yeah, and Rey. Yeah. And then you've got the battle up in the sky in, the, yeah. in space with... Uh, Visually, that looks really impressive because you get to see, like, Wedge and people return. I like Wedge's cameo. He's that man Wedge's in the turret. Wedge's cameo was nice, yeah. I, I admired yeah. that. At least they brought some older actors in from the previous yeah. original trilogy to yeah. pay homage and so on and so yeah. forth. But the other thing, um, other thing also about that though is, is that there's not uh, there's not enough going on there. Like, where are they going? What are they attacking? You know, the ships are scattered. Before we, they had to go back into the second Death Star. They had to go into it. So Lando had an arc or something that he needed to do. Now again, they've tried to set up Lando as this guy that everyone's gonna rally behind. So why didn't they rally behind Han? Why didn't they rally behind someone else before? Do you I know, get what I mean? I mean, you missed a massive opportunity, in my opinion, to get. Han and Lando to tap the sorry Han and Lando to team up in the Last Jedi like you could have had that would have been wicked on that um, yeah Campify planet instead you see you could have set it up in such a way in yeah film, yeah and he if Han was still alive they could have worked together again to rally troops against the what. Yeah, what I would have done is is that basically, you know, like Han told them that he didn't want to do anything. He's looking after this town, right? Of bounty hunters. Well, basically him and Chewie return with these guys. So they've got all these wicked bounty hunters and they all have kind of like Corellian looking kind of ships and stuff. So there's the Falcon and there's the Outrider. So you have Dash Render in a cameo. You have all these other people (laughs) in cameos and they're coming to whoop the first order just right any, any random obscure star yeah wars and even like the ghost is in it and you know everyone from like star wars not star wars rebels but you know like people are there like you know the people from star wars rebels whoever survived basically and then sure, um sure, sure. basically from lando's side lando's got like this wicked militia that he's made so basically he's like rich in it because he's got his kind of like casino ships so basically yeah. he's got like this fleet that looks like he's been living on naboo or something so he brings his naboo uh, ships with him because he's been he's been like living up or something yeah, so that yeah he had he had some he had some kind of badass looking kind of queen amadala style ship you know yeah, so that would have yeah, been a nice yeah, homage yeah. to 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 kind of the naboo and the kind of technology before and then um leia could have come with um basically her her first order not first order resistance fleet you know and then that becomes the new republic you know, so that so yeah. all that kind of stuff could have come together really nicely. I like the bit where Ben is nice for a little while. He's a he's a Jedi again. So we got to see yeah, Ben Solo yeah, fighting for a while. Just go back to the goofy MacGuffin or the dagger, bro. We forgot to mention that because we yeah. What happens to the dagger after the, the bit where she goes to the second Death Star? Yeah. So he what does she use the dagger for to open the door? The dagger is so bloody stupid. Yeah, there's like a hidden uh, pulley metal bit. Yeah. And she pulled it out, and all she does is line it up with the with the damaged part of the Death Star, which makes no bloody sense. It's a okay. it's a really bad um uh, what what's that JJ thing called where they they keeps the the mystery box thing? Oh, that mystery box thing he does, like the MacGuffin, I call it. It's like his yeah, MacGuffin. The MacGuffin. Let's just yeah. say it's the MacGuffin. Yeah. Um. They, you got Ray, Poe, and Finn, and Chewie, and someone else is there. Probably C three PO or someone. Mm. Um, then they're looking at the destruction of the Death Star, and obviously the Death Star's in that CGI foreground shot, uh, all rock up, which they 
A doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Because it was destroyed, like completely fucking obliterated in Return of the Jedi. Mm -hmm. There was mm -hmm. no trace of. Yeah, I mean, when you're looking at the shot from Endor, yeah, in Return of the Jedi, you can see it's blown to smithereens. That's what I don't get. There's no chunks that that get kind of blown up. I thought it got completely eviscerated. Exactly. So it makes no sense as to why on this planet there's remnants of the second Death Star. Strange, man. You know, I get it. I get it if it was from the from a new hope because that's how they made the second Death Star. Yeah. You know, they had half a Death Star or some shit. No. Totally get obliterated. No, no, no. They, they. Have you always thought that? Because that's not what it is. It's, it's a second Death Star that they were already building that was incomplete. Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry, sorry. Yeah. You thought it was. You thought it was the pieces. They jigsawed it back together. You joker. All the way. Let's do it, guys. We can build this together. Yeah. And they got like. What about all the all the contractors who died, man? Like, Those poor workers who just got killed by the terrorist organization, the rebel alliance. <laughs> It's horrible, man. Uh, you know, yeah. Empire did nothing wrong. They always say it's so funny. Well, if, that. You, if you look at that stupid fucking dagger, it makes no fucking sense yeah. why this is the central uh. plot point of her finding out the secret of where, where mm. is it? Where Palpatine is hiding? Mm. Is that what it's for? Yeah, it, no, it basically tells you where Exegol is because there's two wayfinders, which is strange when she could have... Oh, no, because Thingy broke the other one. He, he ends up breaking oh, it somehow. and also that weird sequence on... I can't remember if it's on the ship, you know, where they break the Vader uh, tribute doll. Yeah, the statue, because that's their dyad, forced dyad fight that they can have. Yeah, so did they have a, did they have a physical fight or is it just... In their mind. First they have a first they have a kind of like a memory fight. So that lightsaber battle, that shit one that they have through their memory, that's a memory fight that they have. Like a force yeah. void fight. I call it force void fight. And then they have a real fight on um, the moon of Endor. That moon that they're right. on. Yeah, 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 yeah. The moon, yeah, the moon. Mm. See, so she he actually breaks that wayfinder that she finds. Stupid. Yeah, do you remember? He cracks it. He actually cracks that wayfinder that she finds, and then that's why she gets angry at him and fights him and then stabs him. So that's yeah, the that's bit right. that's yeah, so stupid. Yeah, yeah, so she yeah. had the dagger to go get it, only for it to get destroyed. Then when she stabs uh, Ben, she steals the ship and the wayfinder's in there. So she uses that wayfinder that he originally got from that tomb right, yeah, yeah, yeah. in Vader's See, so castle. kind of stupid. What was the point in the dagger in the fucking first place? And again, it's like, you know, going all over the place. It's like a spaghetti. We go left, right, up and down, you know, it's just yeah. really strange. So let's go on to the hilarious finale, because there's so many bits in this sequence yeah. that crack me up. I could not take it seriously when we saw it in the cinema. So first he comes back... Ben, and then he whoops the Knights of Ren. So the Knights of Ren are just a bunch of pansies against him, which is a bit yeah, strange. He whoops them quick. I mean, that bit was kind of cool. I kind of liked Ben killing them. He looked like a badass with his blue lightsaber. But um, again, it was, you know, it's it's thing we're talking about. And he's just such a wooden, like, doof. You know? Uh, Clumsy fire. Yeah, like like Adam Driver just can't fight. He can't, can't do shit. I don't even know why the hell they cast him. You know, he's just like a goof. And then you know, the bit where Palpatine drains the power to rejuvenate himself is weird as well because he doesn't even he doesn't even kind of become young and fight her. He, he does that kind of like what I call the skeletal moment or some shit. Yeah. Where 
he starts summoning all this power through his decrepit body. I'm like, how you, how the hell are you commanding all this power when you're on a shit body? Mm. You know, even in your prime, Palpatine, where are you getting all this lightning from? He was able to basically get it from her because she's descended from his line. So he knows some kind right. of weird Sith alchemy. This is that, you know, that thing that he learned from his guy, Darth Pelagius. You know, he learned to basically drain life energy from other beings or beings connected yeah, to it. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure that he just like iced his own dad so that he could, and other people so he could live such a, you know, like, cause he looked, he looked really old looking and messed up in um, Attack of the Clones. Like well, he was getting he, dark. Doesn't he drain both of their powers to get more? He, he, he drains Ray and then he kind of throws thing into like a gorge or something and then he disappears. Um, that, that is the stupidest sequence, that bit where he force pushes. Yeah. He either force pushes Ben or he throws Ben over that cliff and there's like a ledge yeah. on the cliff. And yeah. he falls down the cliff and he looks like he's gone into a massive deep hole. Yeah, he fell into the, he he fell into a Sarlacc. <laughs> and then afterwards, like after the finale and the, the showdown between the two, yeah. he managed to creep up after <laughs> just like a freaking... Like a, a, a cheesy, um, a cheesy film where no, 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 it's okay, he's still alive. <laughs> the, stu- the, the stupidest bit is that he got thrown off the mountain. <laughs> that he exactly. takes all that time to climb back up, which probably took him like a good thirty minutes or something, exactly. right? In and then he instance, we could have had a couple of like old school Jedi's making an appearance while he was fucking climbing. It would it it would have been so wicked, yeah, as if he was all busted up, like you know when Gile falls down the mountain and he's messed up, the bison yeah. leaves him alone. I would have had him all bloodied on the floor, and then you know who picks him up? Anakin, like Anakin's yeah, ghost. Exactly. Like, Anakin and his dad, yeah, um, uh, his uncle, sorry, could have picked him up. And then he starts climbing, and each Jedi is kind of helping him up the climb. So he keeps grabbing each Jedi's hand as he's climbing up, and he's, like, busted yeah, up. Yeah, then yeah, when he yeah, gets yeah. up there, yeah. Oh, they're even, yeah. they're, like, pointing, they're, like, making marks. Yeah, they're, like, come. They're on each level. Yeah, like, yeah. And then, basically, when he gets up to the top, Ray's suffering. And then he deflects Palpatine's lightning with his power. And then Ray, he gets Ray up. And then both of them, because they're the Force Dyad, they have all the Jedi behind them. So, you got Mace, you got... good is if Ben used that power where he can stop the... the yeah, he stops uh, the Force lightning uh, and deflects uh, it in a bubble inside. Yeah. stopping it. Yeah. You know, and then kind of redirecting it somewhere else into like a, a ceiling or something. Yeah. Some down or he just something. kill. He kills the Sith cultists with it. The guys who were chanting, they're like, yeah. "Oh shit!" All, all the rocks fall on the choir. Yeah, the choir while they were chanting the whole time. They, they yeah. he's like, "Yeah, I wanted to shut them up." Or something. <laughs> yeah. So you know, there's this wicked short story idea I had where there was a Ben from another reality who fights yeah. the First Order, not the First Order, he fights the Remnant Empire, and when he goes through hyperspace, yeah, he has to dump something, but it sends him to this reality. So it's the first time we ever, we ever, it's kind of like a, um, a sort of like a fictional story, I thought, of like a one-off, like a Star Wars Tales, where Ben's not Kylo, he's a good guy, he inherited the Falcon from his dad, and he's like his dad. 
So he wears stuff and he's like a Jedi trained by Luke fighting the remnant um, empire. So when he comes to our reality, first he's attacked by Rey and everyone thinks that he's Kylo. And then he says, I'm not yeah. Kylo. And he's got another Chewie. And that Chewie's got like some kind of pirate eye, you know, like bionic <laughs> arm or something that he lost in his battles that against the, the things, right? So that Chewie's older looking and him and the other Chewie, they hang out, right? And then basically he fights Kylo Ren in, on Yavin. And Ray and him have a fight, but then he he's able to whoop Kylo because he he's angry that Kylo killed his dad, isn't it? You get what I mean? Yeah, in this yeah, reality, yeah, yeah. so it would have been wicked if Ben uh, Ben Solo fought Kylo Ren and whooped Kylo Ren with Ray. That would have been wicked. Yeah. So there was this bit basically yeah. where he gets electrocuted by um, by Kylo Ren, like Kylo Ren knows Sith yeah. lightning, and then he uses that technique, which is known as like a force bubble. So basically, he learns this new thing called Force Bubble, where he pushes Kylo Ren into a Force Bubble, and all the lightning comes back on him, and then that damages his armor, and then he has this brutal fight that I was going to choreograph so well. I'm probably going to do it as a Tales episode, you know, like for the future shows that I'm going to do. So we're probably going to see a version of this in some kind of cartoon form, you know, or something, yeah. you know, if, if I can get if I can get away with it, um, I can do it as like a kind of fan film, I will. And I'll just do it as this cartoon where Ben basically fights Kylo Ren and whoops him. Because some people Absolutely, have made some wicked yeah. films. Like, they've made this Kylo Ren versus Vader thing, you know, and this other stuff. So, so it's cool. It's like a little short film in between the films. So, yeah, yeah totally. it's, it's nice, man. I mean, nice. I mean, what I don't like about the end sequence is that he's doing his lightning and he's doing the uber lightning. Yeah. yeah. And then she has to, like, resist by using both lightsabers, right? That is kind of cool. She creates in, like a kind of X Men logo. So she basically yeah, like. The X Men thing, like Mace Windu. Yeah. How come his face doesn't burn like a brisket? She, she she does though. She does basically what what Mace did. Mace was doing to to uh, think because he's so good. Like Mace is very well trained at deflecting force lightning and other things. I thought I thought it was a bit shit though because he this guy. Uh, practice practices of a part or whatever the the uh, the the style is, but he's yeah. like so um, he's like so good that he didn't see Luke. Um, sorry, Anakin slice his hand off. Didn't expect him to come. I would have gone. Don't yeah. try, kid. Stay there. You know, stay down, motherfucker. You get what I mean. And it it, it would have been done. It would have been sorted out. You get what I mean. Yeah. So that was a bit goof. There's like a, a lot of goofy power level problems in Star Wars. Like you know you know, you big up Mace also, and then. What I don't like is that you don't make Palpatine. Palpatine feels like a weaker villain compared to someone like in the Marvel universe. Mm. Um, like Thanos. It's like a built-up arc. There's no arc with Palpatine. He's just uh, Pal Palpatine's problem is, is that he's a, like a slithery kind of snake. He's kind of like a slithery guy. You know, you get what I mean? So he just slithers around and does things behind the scenes, but then when he needs to fight, he's got a bit of power. I would have liked it that, so when Palpatine came back, he's like, you know, the guy's been benching, he's been putting time in the gym. Yeah, <laughs> you know? He, he, could... be, he needs to be like a freaking Fist of the North Star villain. Yeah. Like yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's the storyline that's the storyline that i came up with with these guys basically there was this race yeah that even the sith were afraid of they tried to 
they tried to basically subjugate them, but they were lightsaber resistant and force resistant. So they can they can sort of be semi force resistant to a couple of force pushes and stuff. And it takes about four Jedi and like four Sith to kind of take out one of these dudes. And they used oh, to, yeah, yeah, and they yeah. were at one point they were crushing the Empire. And basically they had an alliance with the Mandalorians and the Jedi, the Sith, and uh, a group of Mandalorians had to take them out. And then this guy was buried in Cortosis. And these guys were digging Cortosis up to try and take out Luke and build armor. And they find him and then he whoops him and takes control of everything. So he's the main villain in my film franchise. He's kind of like a Thanos type guy. He's like this huge dude. He looks a little bit like, uh, design wise, I would say he looks kind of like the axe dude in uh, Justice League. What's Darkseid's uh, uh, Steppenwolf? So he was more like Steppenwolf, this dude. Yeah, yeah, like Steppenwolf. Yeah, yeah. he had like a massive axe like Astaroth that he would use. So, because because Luke runs on top of the axe up the thing to kind of cut him in the neck, you get what I mean in oh, my version. Oh, so there were oh. some wicked bits there. Um, the action yeah. would have been incredible, but he's like twice the size of a normal human. He's about six, yeah. seven foot. This dude, you know, I've forgotten his name, but he he kind of looked like Darth Krait a bit. You know, like Darth Krait's armor would have been made out of the bones of this dude. Okay, yeah. Yeah, so... um to wrap out the last bit, which is really bad as well. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. So, um, he climbs out of the gorge, right? And then, yeah, but before that, yeah, Ray's hearing all the voices of past Jedi's, so they just have everyone phone it in, right? So, yeah. <laughs> so I thought... That, that was seriously disappointing, because this is a £275 million, pound, uh, sorry, dollar film, right? And yeah. <laughs> you're telling me you can't hire these guys for a little it's cameo or something? Horrible. So that so that's the problem, and then she kills him, right? So she she kills Palpatine, but then she dies killing him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then Ben comes and basically like goes, oh no, she's dead, and then he smooches her, and then somehow he transfers his life to her, and then he dies. So you spent all that time climbing up the mountain only to die. It was I, so I stupid. That, that was total bullshit. So yeah, absolutely. He she dies. Okay, so she dies. Yeah. Yeah, which is a bit, which is a bit OTT for even a Star Wars film because I mm. thought she was the hero. Yeah. And um, there's no real reason why she would die in a kind of pansy fight like this against Palpatine. Yeah. She didn't really work that hard to die that way. Yeah. And then uh, Ben comes up, gives her a little smoochie in this weird kind of like on or off relationship that they had with their minds. Mm. And um, he ends up freaking buying the dust, and then she lives on. Mm. And then, yeah, it's just weird. Then everyone and basically then has the, a party, right? Just beat up his forces somehow. Yeah, so Palpatine's yeah, Armada just suddenly powers down, right? And yeah. <clears throat> and then that's it, isn't it? Like, um, it, yeah, and then she just goes back to Tarween. And they're saying that everyone basically whooped the First Order... Um, the Sith Order died, you know, the Sith Final Order, that died. So the Final Order died, the First Order died out, the Resistance then returns to their base to celebrate, then after everyone's chilling and celebrating, she goes to Luke's uh, home on Tatooine, and then she buries the lightsabers. Then she builds her own yellow one. And I'm like, where did this yellow one come from? I thought yellow, yellow kyber crystals weren't canon, so suddenly they're canon. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and then, uh, basically... Uh, you know, you've got her saying that, you know, she's going to be Rey Skywalker. So I thought that that was really interesting. So she just inherited the name. So that was really strange. Yeah. I don't get that. Yeah, I don't, I don't see, uh, again, it's just another shoehorn poorly written 
sequel. I mean, are you okay with that, her taking the Skywalker name? Yeah, I'm alright, but I don't see... I think it's still stupid that she's a Palpatine. I think that's poorly written. So she was born a Palpatine, but then she adopted herself into the Skywalker line. And then in that way she broke the curse as well. It could have been written much more better in a a better way. I mean, you could have set the tone in Last Jedi better. Mm, mm. I think Last Jedi created a very bad, uh, uh, like, sort of, like... Basically, the Stay House off. of Cards just fell apart, and then he's trying to yeah. rebuild something. I mean, props to him for doing what he did, but also at the same time, I mean, the whole thing is messed up. Now, yeah, like, yeah. they might as well just hire me and I'll fix everything, like, make them go back in time or something, you know? And, like, you Absolutely. know, like, this is the first time you ever see time travel in Star Wars, and they, they go back, yeah. and then you meet Luke when they're young and shit, and, like, you recast Han and, and Carrie Fisher, and the reality changes. <laughs> Vader. Oh, you gotta come back with me. Where? Yeah. Back, going back to, to the future. future. Back to the future. <laughs> you know? <laughs> So that, that would have been wicked. Anyway, yeah. So it's it's been really fun to talk about. Come on, give me give me your shields. You go first. I will give it two. Two. Yeah, two I'll give it. Five. I get. I guess I would give it a one point five. So then, okay. so then, if you if you did it two, then it gets kind of three. You know, you get what I mean. Aggregated, so it gets three shields. Yeah, okay, it, it's all right, all right no, no, man. Less than that. Less than that. Two shields. And yeah, it doesn't deserve And, I'm, and I'm being well. generous. Is it the worst film in the Star Wars franchise? No, that's The Last Jedi. The Last Jedi is the worst one for you? Yeah. Then what's the second worst? This one? This one. Do you like it more than Attack of the Clones? No, no, I mean, let's just... If you're talking about a sequel trilogy, it's like... 8, 9, and then 7. So it's like... Okay. You know? So you so like, like Force Awakens... You don't like Last Jedi a lot, and you don't like Rise of Skywalker, but you like Last Jedi the least. I, I would agree with you. I think Last Jedi is the, the lamest one. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. And then, yeah. yeah, and then if I were to grade all the originals, I always loved Empire. Empire and Return the most. But I like oh, yeah, Star Wars too. They're hard. They're all wicked in their own way. You know, because yeah. Star Wars has the wicked trench run. And all that kind of yeah. snub fighter stuff. Yeah, and then, yeah. and then Empire has the wicked kind of Hoth battle, and then you know the lightsaber fight on Bespin. So that's really cool yeah. too. Then Return has the wicked uh, swoop bike bit. Sorry, the speeder bike bit. You know, yeah. there was this, there was this wicked bit that I thought of of this swoop bike chase where Ray chases down some guys, you know, on swoop bikes on Tatooine. You know, yeah. and it would have been wicked. I thought that that was a wasted idea. You know, when yeah. she's trying to find a wayfinder, she's trying to find a Jedi killer, she chases him down. You know, he's got this swoop bike gang. That would have been wicked, man. Yeah, totally. Then it's so cool. Yeah, anyway, so that, that kind of wraps up this podcast, man. I want to thank everyone for listening. Um, it's a it's a good one. It's uh, it's fun to talk about this stuff, you know, like Star Wars. But, you know, that being said, I know I could do better. So if they, if they want some fresh blood on this, um, one day if I ever get Star Wars with you guys... I'm really going to make this stuff shine. You know, it's going to feel like the old stuff. It's going to be a balance of all the old nostalgia that everyone loves, but new, exciting stuff. New force powers, new new kind of, um, you know, like enemies and uh, and a new adventure. You know, like expanding yeah. the lore. Yeah. So that's pretty much it. This has been episode 22 of Thor. 
And Z, thanks so much for like uh, coming onto this podcast, you know. And uh, it's always great to talk to you about this stuff. And you know, I've been your host, Rage and Jewer. And um, thanks again for listening to another great episode of the House of Rep. We'll see you around.